When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The third T20 International, Australia v. the West Indies on tonight at Optus Stadium. Full coverage here on SEN from 7 o'clock Eastern Daylight Saving Time, so 6 o'clock. For our Queensland listeners on the line, SEN commentator Adam White joins us. Morning, Whitey. G'day, man, and it's all a bit sad. It's the last international match of the summer. I know we've had a hell of a lot of cricket, but it all... It all ends tonight. We've had some headlines, haven't we? And I wonder whether we'll have another couple tonight because Jake Fraser-McGurk has been called into this squad. So too has Wes Agar. But the way that Jake Fraser-McGurk has been lighting up stadiums around Australia, I guess the biggest question here is, could Optus Stadium, could Optus Stadium be big enough for both him and Glenn Maxwell? Do you reckon that they'd be tempted to play both of them in the team? I think they'd be tempted to. Um, I don't. I don't think they will. I think it's a situation that Fraser McGurk is there on standby if Maxwell doesn't come up for the game. So Maxwell very nearly missed the Adelaide match. They're almost not going to play him and play him in games one and three. Um, but I think it was Glenn himself that said, "Hey, I actually want to play. I've got some family and friends uh, that are coming over to watch me." Um, can you please let me play? So I think that the fact that he did play and, they, and they he obviously did so well, they they do. It's a bit of a sort of a, an unspoken thing with Maxwell at the moment. They really are monitoring his body. They are concerned about. It. If you remember back just over twelve months ago when he badly broke his ankle at a at a party, mm. that's still an ongoing issue for him. So I think they're really sort of cautious about making sure that that he is right for the middle of the year when they have the T20 World Cup. That's why we didn't see him play in the one-day series. And, uh, you know, there's still some matches coming up against New Zealand. And then there's obviously the IPL before the, the World Cup starts in the West Indies and uh, and also in the US. So that's why they're, I guess, they're having a bit of a cautious approach with him. Now, I know there's a lot of people that are listening to this going, oh, come on. It's a 20-over match. You know, surely that um, surely he can play these games and the, the World Cup's not till the middle of the year. But even just watching the way that, that Maxi played the other night, the exertion that he puts on his body with the way that he bats and also that the way that he feels, these guys come off the off the ground after a T20 match totally exhausted. And, you know, he's, getting, he's not getting any younger, so I think that's part of the, the process about managing his body to make sure that he's, he's OK for the World Cup. It's ironic, isn't it, that he had to plead with selectors to play in that Adelaide game after the trouble that he hadn't had laid beforehand. Yeah. But anyway, we, we got 120 not out of 55 from Maxi. So let's focus on Jake Fraser-McGurk. He makes his ODI debut in Sydney. His first over was a blur, I was calling it. Um, it it, it yeah. was anything possible, mate. And then he gets to Canberra 
and quite literally stands and delivers. Th- this guy is a star of the future. So I, I guess my question to you is, where does he sit, do you reckon, in the scheme of things for the T20 year ahead, the World Cup ahead? He, he's a fringe player at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Uh, it's a really good question, and it's it's quite funny. Like I was listening to you call the other night the the Fraser McGurk innings in Sydney. I then had the the I guess the fortune of calling him yes. in the game in Canberra, and then I called him a couple of days later in the South Australia Victoria game down in Melbourne um, when he totally misfired. And that's I think what makes him so exciting is you genuinely don't know what you're going to get. And I think he's still so far away from the finished product that's not funny, as, as, as should be the case. He's only 21 years of age. But what he can do is things that the reality is most domestic cricketers can't do. So while there are more failures than successes with him at the moment, it's when he does fire, as we saw in Canberra, that gets everybody excited. And he did do that quite a few times in the BBL. And I think that's where everybody... Um, saw him for the first time thinking, oh, okay, this guy can actually play because he did it more than just one or two times. So the more he does it, um, I think the more excited we get as opposed to just the one or two shots that he plays. It's that consistency. And, and that's what makes me so impressed with with what Maxwell does. It's not the, the reverse sweep six or the switch hit or the, the ramp shot that he hits for six. It's the fact that he can consistently do it despite the high risk in the shot and the high difficulty in the shot that he can do it on such a consistent basis. And I think that's still um, Jake's challenge. I, I get a little bit concerned. I'm going to sound like a, a dad here. I get a little bit concerned that the hype's a bit too significant for him to be able to cope with at this stage. But the reality is when he plays the way he does, he's going to get people very emotional about the game. So that means that people get excited about it, but also people will get disappointed in the way he plays when he gets out playing a bad shot. That's just the nature of, of the way that um, that he plays his cricket. And I think we're going to see more of it from more players into the future. We've seen we're seeing this from the West Indies, Matt. Um, they bat down to nine, and they just come out and pretty much slog from ball one, and you go, this is reckless cricket. They're pretty much playing baseball. But on both occasions against an Australian attack, they've got 180-plus. They've got 200 against Adelaide, and they just club the ball. But that's the way they play, and that's what makes them dangerous. That's why they've won two T20 World Cups. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one for Fraser McGurk. I, I reckon, you know, at the base of everything, you, you're so bang on, mate, that, that his age, um, you know, there's an emotional connection there that he can bring to the game. But the fact of the matter is he's got technique. And you don't make it this yes. far, and he won't continue to make it far if he didn't have that technique. So whilst it looks as though it's just hope and hit, there's a lot more to it um, beneath the surface for me when I look at him and I speak to experts in the game that look at him and go, hang on a second, this guy's for real because of his hand-eye coordination, his absolute technique, the way that he stands still, when he everything that goes with it. So... Yeah, a work in progress is a good way to describe it. Xavier Bartlett would probably make his T20 international debut tonight because even though they've called Wes, da- Wes Agar in, Josh Hazelwood's preparing for the New Zealand tour. So this is really a case of we're, we're looking at generation next here. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we're getting back to what we saw in the one day is where we did see exactly that, a bit of generation X with Bartlett. And we saw Southern, we saw Morris. Um, so that you're spot on. And I think what Bartlett did, I was actually a bit surprised that he wasn't put on the New Zealand test tour. 
um, because he's hot at the moment with the way that he's playing. He had an amazing BBL and then backed it up with those two matches for Australia in the One Day Internationals. And I think when you look at Bartlett, this is a classic example, much like Jake Fraser McGurk, where they're getting rewarded for good BBL seasons. And I, I love that process. I love the fact that if you're playing domestic cricket and you know that you're playing well, that there's a big chance you're going to get rewarded rather than them just playing players or selecting players based purely on potential. And I think that's the point about that I'm, you know, going back to Jake Fraser McGurk is that he's not just getting selected because of the shots he plays, he's getting selected because of the performances through the BBL. And while they're only sort of 40s and 50s, there was enough there to think this guy's a bit different and away we go. And without sort of trying to backtrack too much, Matt, with the with the Fraser McGurk thing, you're spot on that he has got the technique and he has got the, the hand-eye coordination. For him, it's just shot selection. And that, that only comes with experience. I was there the day that he um, made his debut for Victoria at 17 and he's charging the bowling and they're going, what is going on here? Um, I was there when he played his first Shield game. Did the same thing. He got 50 off about 38 balls or something. Something ridiculous. And everyone's going, what is this? Like, people were very reluctant to criticise because it worked. It was just so different. Now, that's when he was 17. He's still 21. So he's been in the system four years. Imagine what he's going to be like in five years. Um, if he can get his decision-making right and he matures the right way as a, as a person, as a cricketer. I think we do potentially have the next Glenn Maxwell, but it might, we might still have to wait a little while. Well, speaking of next generations, what about the generation after and the Australian under-19 team yeah. with that win over India in South Africa? The, the signs are looking very good when you scratch underneath the surface of Australian cricket. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we do have a history of being very good at, um, at the Under-19 World Cup over the years. We've won the title quite a few times. Sometimes players come on and, and become great Australian senior players, um, and sometimes they don't. And I think that's... I find it fascinating to see this. Like, you go through some of the old photos or the old footage of, of players that, you know, have gone on to captain Australia, the likes of Mitch Marsh and Cameron White, who have been part of under-19 World Cup winning teams in the past. And then you look at old photos, and there are players in there that you've never seen before, and you, you, you'll never see again. Um, it is a bit of a mix, and it's that whole challenge. I'm talking a little bit, a bit similar to the Fraser McGurk discussion around players converting from being really good junior cricketers to actually then being able to transition across to being very good senior cricketers. And a lot of it is around, once you get to international cricket, it's a little bit like once you go from Sheffield Shield cricket to, to test cricket, the good teams and the good players work you out. Um, and you've got to be able to have the ability to adapt as you go up through the grades. So, you know, we've got a, a situation in the Australian team at the moment, There's a, in the under-19 team, where there's a couple of really good players um, that some of them have got the, the taste of BBL cricket. There's a, a couple there that have had the taste of, of being involved in a, in a domestic, you know, a Sheffield Shield squad as well. Um, the future certainly looks bright. And there's a good mix. There's some good batsmen. Um, some that I think will be good red ball players, some that will be good white ball players, but we've also got some good fast bowlers coming through. And I think that's the thing that I'm most excited about, that even though we've got Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins that have played so much cricket together, I think underneath there are some really good fast bowlers that are that are starting to come through, not just through the Under-19 World Cup, but even a few that are starting to play Shield cricket now at 20, 21 years of age that look like they're the real deal.
Yeah, well done to the under-19s team. So we'll wait and see what type of team Australia put out uh, this evening in Perth for the third T20 International. Adam, thanks for your time this morning. I just got to hope, sure, hope that uh, the Australians appeal uh, when there's a run out or when there's a catch. That's, that's, the, that's probably their biggest challenge tonight, yeah. isn't it? It's a, it's a basic, really, isn't it? Well, you just got to ask the question, don't you? <laughs> Good on you, mate. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it.